As the international break continues in Major League Soccer, we take the chance to catch up with Red Bull defender Sean Nealis. With Connor Laid, this is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. It's time for our podcast series, Red Bull Weekly. Thanks, as always, for listening. off a very I will say it late night watching the U.S. men's national team take on Mexico uh, soccer in the brain which always is a good way to start another episode here of Red Bulls Weekly with Connor Laid on Matt Harmon we're brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology uh, Connor boy what a fun game that was to watch last night I mean the, the rivalry is so good before we even get into what we'll talk about on the show today um, I, I had all three of my kids up late, you know, chaos going on back and forth, 1230 going into 1 a.m., uh, but a, a well-deserved fun game in the finals of the Nations League. Yeah, what an incredible game. Probably, I mean, I was talking with Aaron Long this morning. I think it was probably the best game I've ever watched, especially being a final against Mexico. What an exciting match, and it was nice being up at 1 a.m., you know, with my son feeding him, you know, it was, it brought some excitement to those late night feeding. So, you know, thrilled with the result for the, for the national team, uh, you know, with all, everything that happened in the game, there's a lot to unpack there. It, it was just madness. And I think that, you know, it, it it's an all timer. I, I really left me speechless at the end of that one. Probably pretty easy for you to say to your wife, I got the late night feeding tonight. No worries at all. I'm up. Um, definitely, definitely makes that, uh, fun. And, 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 you know, you mentioned Aaron Long, um, having a comment that you spoke to him, you know, this, this morning, I, I, I watched that. And so many times during the game, it was almost like heartbreaking to know that he should have probably been out there and wasn't, um, what, what, what was it like to talk to him this morning after that game? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that I had that same thought running through my head the whole time. And I, it's almost like you want to text him. And I know he said that a lot of people were texting him just about the game the whole time. And I'm sure that that hurt for him. Um, but I think above all, he was so thrilled with that group, you know, getting that result. Um, you know, he was a big part of the preparations for that. And, uh, you know, you, your heart breaks for him, you know, knowing that he really should have been on that field. And hoisting that trophy, but I think if anything, that fuels him even a little bit more uh, wanting to get back. And that's, those are the little things that, you know, yeah, you can take it as a negative, but I think he's the type of guy that uses that as fuel to the fire and that's going to only propel him to do, uh, you know, incredible in his recovery and get back to that point. June 18th in another 10, 11 days from where we record today, Red Bulls will be back to work. It'll be Nashville uh, who will come into town and an interesting Nashville team, which has been pretty good since they come into the league a year ago, but also what we would expect to be a continuing rivalry of siblings that are both in major league soccer, both in the Eastern conference leads us into our guest today. That of course will be Sean Nealis, uh, his younger brother playing last year in Miami this year for Nashville. Um, 
Connor, it's a, it's a Red Bull team that, you know, based on what we saw last time out against Orlando City, a couple of things figured out. Very good at home as the team has always been since Red Bull Arena opened up. Um, but, but you know, to talk about Sean a little bit, it's got to be really fun to know that you can play your little brother. Oh, 100%. I mean, what I, I can I can't imagine what it's like to play with your brother on this level. You know, I, uh, it was one of the highlights of my career getting to play high school soccer with my brother. And so I think that, you know, this was, it must be incredible for him. I think that the bragging rights are always there and that adds a whole other dynamic into it with his brother Dylan playing in Nashville. And I'm sure that they're getting some trash talk leading into this one, but you know, to get back to the game itself in Orlando is a huge result for the team going into the international break where there's a lot to think about. And you, you know, there's not a lot to look forward to. to So to have a good result in the back pocket heading into that was huge. Um, And they know that they're going to be expecting another big result coming in against Nashville uh, with a lot of players who are very familiar with, uh, with our system and Dax McCarty, Alex Mill and, you know, Dylan Nealis from watching his brother. And so I think it's, it's going to be an exciting game and uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Sean's been an interesting story since coming into the league, Connor, when you think of it, that 2019 year, um, where he was drafted, coming out of Hofstra, local kid who gets to basically stay in his home area uh, to play, reminds me of you, to be quite honest with you. You know, growing up, went to school locally, get to play for your uh, club. You as a homegrown, him as just a, a, as a draftee. But you think of it, so many athletes don't have that chance. I, I would think it. I'm not sure. Is it is it a benefit or there, is there extra pressure because you get to stay home? You know, for me, I, I never saw any negatives in it. And I know, you know, yeah, there's, you know, maybe some more distractions around for a player who is local than other players. But I think for him, I you know, it, he's thrilled to be able to, you know, be with his hometown team, you know, right around the corner from, you know, his parents. I guess not right around the corner, but just across the water from them. And I think it, it's, he's the type of guy that, you know, sees the positive as well. And I think he, he's really made the most of his time here so far. And you can see from the point of getting drafted to where he is today, he's worked so hard, you know, to not only, you know, develop his game, you know, personally, but really cement himself into this lineup, especially in 2021. He's been really one of the bright spots for this team. And I think you, you always root for, for the guys that are local. I know I'm, a bit biased when it comes to that and you know getting to be able to play with Sean for a year he, he's the type of kid that you you're always rooting for because you know the amount of work that he puts in but also the fact that he is a local guy and so it means a little bit more for for players like that um but you know I'm really thrilled to see the, the steps that he's taken in his game and you know we're ex- really excited to see what the future holds for him and you know Connor you experienced the year with him as teammates, you've also grown to know him off the field as well. I have in a little bit with, with some of the conversations going back, even to 2019 before, you know, everything changed and we haven't been back on the road yet where you can kind of talk to and learn about the guys. But I, I will say this just strikes me as a down to earth gets reality type kid and just a really, really good overall person. hundred percent. Yeah, no, he, he is, such a good kid and he's got such a good head on his shoulders and you know he he's the type of guy that you know comes to work with his with his lunch pail and his hard hat every single day you know exactly that 
you know, you're not going to get any nonsense with him. Uh, you know, he puts his head down, he works. And, you know, I think the best part, he's, he's got a lot to him that, you know, doesn't meet the eye. And so I think he, he's got a great personality. He's the type of guy that, you know, if I had a list of guys that I'd want to go to the beer with, he'd be one of them because, you know, you're going to get some good banter with Nealis and, uh, you know, he's the type of guy he's always in, entertaining in the locker room. And so perfect locker room guy to have around, but also brings a lot on the field. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will welcome Sean Nealis on to Red Bulls Weekly. Uh, stick around for this. It comes up after this quick break. Thanks, as always, for joining us here. It's our podcast series on the New York Red Bulls radio network, Red Bulls Weekly. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Good to be back here with you on Red Bulls Weekly with Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. Sean Nealis, our guest today. Uh, Sean, I'll, I'll say this, probably nice to uh, kind of, I'll say, kick back, enjoy a couple of days off before um, getting back to training here on this international break. What does Sean Nealis, we're going to get to the heart of the matter right away. What does Sean Nealis do when he's got some time away from soccer? Uh, I enjoy the beach. During my college years, I was an ocean lifeguard at Tobey Beach. And all through my life, growing up in Long Island, I love the beach. So I yeah, I keep it simple. Just go down, hit the beach, enjoy the waves, hopefully the sunshine. I know last week, Memorial Day weekend, it wasn't a great weather day, but uh, yesterday was beautiful out. So I got to hit the beach. I mean, I have to, I mean, you know, I guess it's this shoulder. You're looking behind me. I'm sitting in a lifeguard building right now. Why have I never been told of this bond and connection that you and I would have had. I, I, who, whose fault is this? I'm not blaming you. I'm not going to blame Connor or myself. I know who I want to blame, but maybe I'll save that for later on. Uh, I'm going to put the blame on Gasparoni here for that. Sean, you've learned very well that when things go awry, we can just always figure out a way to blame Gasparoni. Uh, you, you know, you, so so you're. I know you're a Long Island guy through and through. Um, working on the beach, I will say to you: Have you have you come down across the state line to really enjoy the coastline of New Jersey the way that you should? Yeah, careful, to, careful with your answer here. Careful. I went to Seabright yesterday, and uh, it doesn't. It is a nice beach, but it doesn't compare to the beauty of the Long Island beaches, in my opinion. How, uh, how many years as a lifeguard, Sean? Uh, it was three years, three summers at Tobey. Okay. That's what? South South Shore? Yeah, South Shore. It's like okay. seven miles east of Jones Beach. Okay. Connor, do you want to, I mean, feel free to defend the Garden State. Listen, I, I kind of just want to be the mediator between, you know, a New York lifeguard and a Jersey lifeguard. I, I kind of want to see you guys go a couple of rounds. I mean, the answer is very easy. I feel that Sean has clearly neglected the opportunity to come down um, and it, and enjoy the New Jersey coast a little bit more, but Sean, that that for you, I mean, I I know you're obviously you have other interests as well, but you're a you're a beach guy through and through. Yeah, of course, uh, I love it. But I was there yesterday, and it was quite windy. It seems to always be windy in the Jersey beaches. Always a bit of a wind. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, they got no wind in New York, Matt. 
<laughs> it's windless. It's perfect temperatures at all times. The beer, the eyes, beers are always cold. I'm sure. Yeah, in my eyes, it's perfect temperature. Sean, the the start of the season um, for you guys here in 2021, uh, you know, a bit of a I'll, I'll use a Long Island, Jones Beach, Coney Island analogy, right? A little bit of a roller coaster up and down. That's just how the year has gone. Really good at home with three and one trying to figure out ways to get points on the road. Um, that's kind of been the story of the season so far. But what have you seen in the first seven games that would lead you to believe that the team is kind of on the right direction and in the right in the right path? Yeah, I think over the last few games, we've just grown together as a team. Uh, we had that tough, tough game in uh, New England, but it kind of brought us together in a sense. And I think we saw throughout the Orlando game, most of the game, that we were a very tight-knit unit. We're a young team. There was a high turnover this past offseason of guys coming in, of new coaches coming in. And it's going to take time to build that trust, build that camaraderie. And I think as the days go on and the games go and the games go on, I think that'll only strengthen between us. So I'm excited for what's ahead. Sean, you talk about that Orlando game. And Matt and I talked about it in the build-up a little bit. Not that early in the season, there are a lot of must wins, but coming off two losses, you, you guys have done that before. What was the what was the kind of talking points going into that? Did you guys feel that pressure, especially going into a bye week? You know, what what was the feeling going into that Orlando match? I think we were confident. I think before the game, Gerhard actually told us, he asked Sean Davis and he asked Danny, why do you think we'll win? And there was just a sense of confidence in there. And we know playing at home, playing in front of our home fans, we're always going to give a little extra. We're going to get support from the fans to push us a little more. And I think the way we started that game, we were just confident. We got a few uh, breakaways that uh, we'll learn from, we'll improve on. And I think it was just you know a great match overall. Where There's little things we have to obviously improve on, but uh, I think the confidence was there. That was the big key. For sure. You guys definitely look confident, you know, right from the start, really. And I think it's probably the best performance of the year so far for you personally, Sean, you know, we've seen you continue to grow as a center back and, you know, what, I guess it's a two part. What have you worked on in your game that you've kind of targeted uh, that you've been working on and two, kind of how have you seen your role expand, especially with Aaron out now, have you take a little bit more of a leadership role not that you haven't, because you've had, you know, you've been a part, even with Aaron in, you've been a huge part of this defense in 2021. Yeah, I think the first part, just over the years, I've been uh, grateful to be here at the Red Bulls. Um, just there's had, they've, they've had a lot of successful center backs come through. I mean, you've had, even on the coaching staff, on the coaching side, you had CJ, I worked, CJ Brown, I worked a lot with him when he was here. I was thankful for that. And then uh, just Ibra, just con constantly bouncing ideas off him, even now. Uh, he's a great guy, and he was even better of a player back in the day. And then, obviously, throughout the years, just learning from Aaron and Tim and Amro, just learning how to be a professional, how to how to survive in this system. Not everybody can uh, succeed here. And I've just been grateful to be playing here for the New York Red Bulls. And the second part, I would say, yeah, it's obviously a big bummer, a big loss for us that we lost Aaron. Um, we wish him the best. I love playing next to him, love learning from him. But now I think everybody has to step up. It's such a tough loss, a big loss that everybody has to step up either through leadership ways or just on the field. 
and even off the field as well. So, I mean, uh, we wish him the best and we hope uh, he can recover and get back to his top form. Originally drafted in 2019 out of Hofstra. Sean, take me back to that opportunity to know that you're, in essence, playing for a local team. You know, again, born in Long Island, uh, went to Hofstra, then the opportunity to uh, play play for New York. And if memory serving me correctly in that second round, actually the team moved up to get you. You were the first pick of that second round. So even that idea, not only did they did you kind of fall into their lap, but the team actually made the move to go up and grab you. Yeah, again, I'm just grateful to be here. It's is a world class organization. Um, we got constant support coming in and out from the organization. Uh, Oliver was here last week talking to us, and it was great to see that there's support from that side on just a global standpoint. And just two years ago, I was I was beyond words. I was grateful just to get a chance. And obviously, I got a ton of games with USL, learned from them. And then, like I said, learned from the guys ahead of me. And uh, now I got my chance to try and uh, work at it this year. You know, you you threw a word in there that I'm going to have some fun with, not to get off of soccer a little bit. Instead of organization, you went organization. Uh, so there's that little bit of Canada hockey feel in that a little bit. And I know you are a huge fan um, when, when it comes to the sport of hockey, the NHL, and more specifically, the Islanders. Yep. Uh, me and Gasparoni have a little wager, on, a little friendly wager on the uh... Islanders Bruins series right now. Uh, I think he's going to come out disappointed, but uh, the Islanders, I think they'll come out on top. Have you, have you been able to get back to a game, Sean, since, you know, the, the world started to become a little bit more normal? No, not yet. And it was such a bummer in college that when I went to Hofstra, they moved to uh, the Barclays Center. And then now they're back to the Coliseum now. But just happy they're in the playoffs and happy they're going to beat the Bruins. I mean, I, I would think Sean Nealis can pick up the phone and say, hey, this is Sean Nealis, you know, Long Island, lifeguard, Hofstra grad, New York Red Bull player. I, I, I need to grab a ticket for the game. And you could, you know, send a couple of videos to Gasparoni here and there. Yeah, maybe me and him could go together and I would uh, maybe antagonize him a little bit with the help of the Long Island guys out in the, the Coliseum. I would absolutely suggest that you don't go spend the time with Gasparoni. If he goes right, you go left. I mean, it, I would. Isn't that what you guys do as players? Doesn't everybody have that figured out already? Yeah, most people have that learned, but uh, sometimes you just gotta have more fun uh, ripping into him. Sean, you mentioned the um, connection that you've had with an Aaron Long, a Tim Parker, uh, some of the coaches as well, and it and it kind of leads me into to thinking for you in. Um, your third year here as as a pro, do you still feel like I need to be that sponge and kind of take things in when you have the opportunity? Yeah, I think every day uh, you we look to grow as players, as people. And constantly I just want to – we do a lot of video, as Connor knows, and it's just great to continue learning and just bouncing ideas off certain guys, Ibra in practice or even Coach Struber, just – constantly bouncing ideas and trying to get better. And I mean, Aaron's played at the highest level with the national team. So it's always great to get his opinion on things. So, yeah, I think it's, it's important to constantly look for new solutions and ideas throughout the game and practices. 
what has been the what has been the growth for Sean Millis in the last three years? How have you changed as a player? I think uh, mentally, the mental side of the game, I've grown certainly as a player. It's not easy to play at this level. I think a lot of guys come in uh, like with the talent, with the right fitness, but it's just mentally day in and day out, uh, getting with that grind and just being prepared for your opportunity. And I think that's that's the important thing. Sean, take us into the locker room a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I want to know from your your per, or point of view, uh, give us a little bit of insight on how this young locker room is. Obviously, you're a big part of, you know, you're being a young guy, obviously new guys coming in. We talked to John Tolkien about, you know, him giving everyone a little bit of a, a jersey education. Where is there a power struggle a little bit with you giving, you know, leaning guys towards giving them the New York education? Take us through that a little bit. No, I mean they they know Tolkien's all just talk, so it's it's all good. But I mean, yeah, the locker room's great. There's there's obviously a lot of young guys, and it's like I said, a lot of a high turnover from last year. So there's a lot of guys getting to know each other, uh, get to know each other's little mannerisms and uh, how you are as a person. But I mean, yeah, every day there's like a better vibe and uh, more of a camaraderie, I would say. So it's awesome to be part of. And obviously, you know, it's like it's it's great to just sit in the locker room and shoot it, shoot it with the guys. So we we've had a couple of debates on haircuts. And obviously, I mean, a little disappointing that you cut off the long locks because I think that was a good look for you. Something maybe you're going to you should bring back again. But. Give us a give us a power rankings as haircuts go in the locker room because that's been a big point of contention really in this podcast and especially the Aaron versus Tolkien mullet. I would <laughs> Tolkien's mullet is bottom bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I would go Aaron's mullet over Tolkien. And then you want the top top three or worst haircuts? Oh, give it <laughs> give us give us top and bottom. I mean, Sean. Sean, to be to be fair, if it's the worst, it's always it's it's also the best. I mean, I I think the rankings are so skewed. You could say like oh, that's the worst haircut I've ever seen, but it's also the best that somebody has, um, you know, the the wherewithal to go ahead and wear something like that. If if you want to look at it that that angle, then go ahead. But I, if you see him in person, you wouldn't say so. I would go, Tolkien, Cameron, and. I would say those two are probably worse haircuts. No one else really sticks out, but top three, uh, Drew and Omir are usually getting haircuts here, so they they usually keep it trim, keep it tight. And then, yeah, I'll go those two, top, top two. They, they, they love their styling. Sean Neal is joining us here on Red Bulls Weekly with Connor Leda and Matt Harmon. Um, Sean, the, the international break that will then lead you guys back uh, coming up on, on the mid part of June with that Friday night game against Nashville. Not only the, the recharging, getting a couple of days off here and there, what's really the, the focus during this, this break with no games essentially for two and a half three weeks. Do you have the opportunity to spend more time breaking film down? Is it more fitness based? Is it a combination of, of all? 
Uh, so last week we didn't really have uh, a lot of numbers just because we had guys playing with USL and we had some guys rehabbing. So it was a little more fitness based. But I think this next week, week and a half, we're just going to compete against each other and kind of get after it. It was like that today, very competitive oriented. And uh, it was good to get after it in the heat. And I think, uh, yeah, that, that's what it's going to be like. And I'm excited for Nashville to come to town. Obviously, I get to see my brother playing against them. So it's going to be uh, families in the crowd. So we're all excited for that. But uh, obviously, our eyes are on on getting the win. And uh, that's what it should be game in and gate out. Clearly, that leads into a good talking point, right? I mean, you come from a huge soccer family. Who is the best Nealis in the house? Right now? Right now. I would go me right now. How about overall, there would be a different answer? Yeah, I'd say back in the day, I'd probably go Jimmy, my oldest brother was one, Dylan two, me three, Connor four. And then I would say Connor was ahead of me for a while, yeah. Like back in high school, I was probably the worst one in high school, I'll admit. Kind of makes sense that Connor, just based on the first name, is the last one on the list. (laughs) Definitely yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. Um, yeah, take us a little bit through that. Has the, has the trash talk started already, or is it something you save week of? Because I know, you know, you guys have gotten to play each other a few times. Are you guys keeping track of the series? Uh, so it's tied. Well, yeah, it's tied 1 1, but I we only played each other one game the last year in Miami. Uh, no, it's it's more just friendly, just how's it going? Uh, he's definitely loving life down in Nashville. It's a great city down there. And, yeah, it's just more cordial, friendly conversation. Uh, best of luck, good luck. But I think uh, there'll be some trash talk in game. Just keep it private. I, I have a hard time believing that it's all cordial. <laughs> Growing up in a Neela's household, four boys, I doubt that's been cordial. It's it's cordial for us for other, for other people it might be a little uh, over the line. Sean, does it does it help knowing that you know you you all have that family connection if something comes up you can you can talk to your brothers whether older brother younger brother um, people have had you know similar experiences or in the you know a case for Dylan maybe he turns to you because he's younger than you, that you guys always, I mean, I would imagine that the text thread that the four of you guys have must be amazing reading. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool experience. It's obviously uh, very fortunate. Um, we've been very blessed and grateful for just all being lucky enough to the three of us played in the MLS and it's just been a, just a cool experience. And even uh, after the new England game, uh, Dylan shot me a text that I should have moved my feet better on the uh, second goal. So, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take the constructive. We all take the constructive criticism well, and it's all uh, it's all love in the end, and it's all just trying to help each other out to be better. So, I mean, it's it's a very cool experience. If you had to say, who would be the parents' favorite? Uh, I would say me. Uh, in high school, in high school and college, it, in like high school, it wasn't me, but now I would say it's me. I mean, I, there's got to be a little bit of jealousy with. You know, Dylan, you know, you played at Hofstra. You're still around the area. You get drafted to the Rebels. You're still here. And, you know, he goes, not that he's gone to bad places in Miami and Nashville, but 
got to be a little bit jealous that you got to stay in the area for so long. Yeah, I get. I mean, I know where my roots are. These guys, they they leave. I know, I know. I love love the New York area, and I'm grateful to be here. Like I said, in the New York Red Bulls. Sean, growing up, did you have an opportunity? I, obviously, there's some age difference and some overlap. Did you have an opportunity to 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 play with any of them on on a similar same team? Uh, my junior year and. Dylan's sophomore year, we played on the same high school team. We actually won the state championship that year. But then the next year, he was playing academy, so he wasn't allowed to play. But that was the only year we played together, and we won the state championship, so it was pretty cool. That would be that would be for the Chiefs, right? Massapequa. Yeah, Mass, Massapequa Chiefs, yeah. I believe it was 2013, fall 2013. How about, uh, Sean, let, let's finish up with a, with a couple. I have one. Connor can grab one as well. Um, expectations that you have coming out of the international break for this Red Bull team, things moving forward. Um, obviously, everybody wants to qualify for the playoffs, but I, I would think after seven games and probably this break helping a little bit, learning the nuances of Gerhard Struber, what he expects, his coaching style, his tactics, probably now a couple of minutes, months in, it's not 100% locked in, but probably much more comfortable and, and should open the door for some more success come come the next couple of games. Yeah, um, obviously, Gerhard's done a great job, I think, so far. Uh, he has high expectations for us day in and day out, and he obviously brings the best out of all of us uh, each practice. And if, if the best isn't there, then he's not afraid to tell us how it is. And I think... Coming out of break, obviously we have a big game against Nashville at home. And I think our expectations, as I've said earlier, is just we wanna we wanna win. Every team in this league wants to win. It's a competitive league. And I think as we've grown these last few games, uh, anything less than that is a disappointment. So we got some big games ahead. We wanna string together a couple of wins, get our first road win. I think those are what we're looking at to achieve. And it's this club has high expectations for us and we have to uh, we have to succeed in achieving those. We know results, especially road ones are on the way, Sean. For me, you know, we I want to know what your favorite memory so far in your young career is. And, you know, we know you're, we're going to be seeing you here for a long time. You got a lot of playing ahead of you. But so far, what has been your favorite memory with the Red Bulls and if you say anything other than Amir smashing the ball off your face in Dallas and getting your first career goal I'm going to call you a liar I actually wasn't even thinking that one but that was a that was a cool memory I was thinking uh Atlanta away um because I a few months a few months before I think we played them in May it was May my first year and four months earlier I was just a random college student and then we're playing in Atlanta and Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 68,000 people. And we end up tying, uh, it was 2-2. And it was just a crazy experience. And just, it, I loved it. It was just so, so many people, so packed stands. You would never believe that if, hey, five months earlier, you're going to be playing for the New York Red Bulls at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in front of 68,000 people. So that, that one probably sticks to me the most right now. Connor, way to throw the guy under the bus. I mean, his first goal was, was, a, was a face shot. I mean, that, 
I thought, I thought we want to be welcoming to the guys when they come on. Listen, I mean, that took a lot of skill. He, he's a guy who puts himself in the correct areas. He knew exactly where to place his face. and knew he was going to deflect it perfectly right off it and into the upper 90. I mean, not yeah, a, I was bad. a lot. Watching a lot of hockey, you know, just stay in front of the net. I mean, that's it. That's it. You're a big aisle guy. You can, you know, good deflections. It's it's an underrated skill in soccer as well. Yeah. Sean, last one um, before before we wrap up and let you go. It, it, true or not true that you guys have, like, the Animal House Delta Tau Kai sign in front of where the five – is it five of you all together live in the same house? Yeah, it's five of us now. No, no, that's not true. We were pretty low key, uh, kind of nap after practice, relax, get ready for uh, the next day tomorrow. Get after it. It's very calm over here. No, no issues. Who, who is the most difficult to live with? It, it's you, Omir, Kyle, Wiki, and Barlow. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I would say we're all pretty easy to be honest with you. We're all kind of. After practice, we're kind of all dead. So we just kind of chill in the room, relax, uh, get something to eat. We're blessed to – it's great that we get uh, breakfast and lunch at the facility. So just prepare dinner and then sleep it off. A very wow. unacceptable answer, Sean, yeah, to wrap is, up. Come on. That's crazy. That is crazy. Come on. You, you are a New Yorker, a Long Island guy, getting the opportunity of a lifetime to not only play professional soccer, but to live in Jersey? Are you kidding me? Like, come on. I don't it's got to be that, your dream, just to live on this uh, side yeah. of the river. It's good sarcasm there, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it's a very easygoing house. Okay. It sounds like we'll have to do uh, an expose <laughs> and bring a camera in one day. That, that's fine. Well, you're, yeah. all, Sean, all you're doing is giving us more content for later on, so I appreciate yeah. that. Come through anytime. Doors open. Well, enjoy the rest of the international break. We'll look forward to seeing you that Friday night against Nashville. Appreciate you giving us some time um, here today. Nothing but continued success. And uh, be healthy, safe, and, and we'll talk to you down the line pretty soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. For Connor Lade, Sean Nielis, this is Matt Harmon. Our thanks, of course, to John Gasparoni, our technical guy. We are brought to you here on Red Bulls Weekly by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, as always, for listening.